Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. As always, I am at, I am Chris Witt. I almost did it again. I'm Chris Witt with me, as always, Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today? Terrific. How are you? Uh, if I was any better, I'd be you. Dude, we, we are – I haven't been here for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I've missed two straight weeks of the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. We are back. Not only are we back, but we are back better than ever because we have a guest. Yes. Let's get it kicked off, man. Let's let's go ahead and get this thing started on the Ohio Mosquito Control Hotline. Is Mr. Bobby Nightingale Jr. Bobby, how are you, sir? Doing good, especially after I uh, experienced Skyline for the first time with you guys. So, hey, it's, yeah. it's, been, it's been it's been all good since then. Now, since you've had Skyline, so so uh, last week, last week uh, after the Fourth of July. We went out. We had a little skyline chili. We took Bobby out thank, uh, to thank him for all the help he's done with us on the podcast. Since then, Bobby, how many times have you had skyline chili? So, so zero, zero since then, but I thought, about, <laughs> I thought about getting it once. You did think, hey, a thought is good. That's good. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the waitress that we had at Skyline Chili wanted nothing more than to get Bobby to have skyline chili four days a week <laughs> to be an addict like we are yeah she yeah. wanted me to make up for the year that i missed out on of not eating it she 100 percent did there is no doubt about that <laughs> she was she was working hard man she's a she's a chili sales lady and she did her best <laughs> it was a good time hey we appreciate you coming on again bobby it's been a it's been an interesting first half to the red season Right, I mean, like it, we we we've had we've had struggles, we've had good times, we've had bad times. Give us a breakdown. What do you think about the first half of this red season? Yeah, I mean, it's just it, just the the closeness of the division. I think makes it the most interesting. I mean, they're still in last place, but you're within five games of first at the All Star break, and uh, just talk, just talking to a lot of the players, like Sonny Gray mentioned it this week at the All Star game, just saying. If you would have told us before the season started that we'd be within five games at first at the All-Star break, I think everybody would take that. Uh, and so that's kind of how they judge it. The pitching's been as good as it's been since the start of the year. I mean, that's kind of what's carried them this far. The offense has been inconsistent. Uh, you know, some guys have heated up lately, but it's still they – they're not producing runs like they did in the past couple years. Uh, but but I think they're encouraged. I mean, just the fact that they still have a chance. I mean, you know, they kind of put themselves in position where they can compete with everybody else in the Central. Absolutely. So who's your first half MVP for this team? Uh, Luis Castillo. I mean, I mean, that's. I feel like that's pretty easy. So yeah. so forget first half MVP. Who's the um, not comeback player of the year, but the the surprise player of the year? Who are you most surprised in? this in the first half of this season is it is it a Dietrich is it Preeg I mean it's not Suarez Who who's your most surprised yeah it would definitely have to be Derek Dietrich he cooled off obviously in the last month or so but just the fact that you know he's going into the all-star break with 19 home runs you know going into the season everyone kind of thought you know he'd be a good bat off the bench but I don't think anyone saw just the tear he had you know I mean he single-handedly won a few games for the Reds just with the offense he created it seemed like you know that first month of the season was like every time he had a home run it came in a big moment was like a go ahead go ahead homer or game tying home run uh so that's probably the biggest surprise just 
everyone knew uh, when they signed him that he was a good hitter, but I, I don't think anyone, you know, when Scooter came, when Scooter got hurt, that he'd be able to fill in as well as he did uh, in Scooter's absence. And, you know, the guy's been able to play every position on the field. I mean, he's he's filled in at second. He's filled in in right. He's even played a little center, left field. He's That is probably what his has made him my MVP, not just his home runs, but just the fact that he's been able to fill in where needed. Yeah, I mean, his reputation coming in was that he wasn't a good defender. I mean, that's one of the main reasons the Marlins didn't keep him was just because they, you know, they, they're in a rebuilding process and wanted to start young, but they just didn't feel like uh, he was a defender that could stick around and with the Reds, uh, you know, that's something he's been working on and he prides himself on and, you know, the, the numbers he has defensively have improved and you know you can see it in the outfield um he, he doesn't play a ton out there but uh second base is where he's kind of really made strides and really turned himself into you know kind of like an average defender which there's all the reds needed next to jose iglesias yeah and since scooter jeanette's been back it seems like dietrich's played a little bit less is that gonna have is that gonna continue in the second half are they gonna find a place for him somewhere in the lineup most days or is his playing time just gonna decrease because they're getting healthier yeah i think it's gonna be one of those things where they'll play it by ear i mean i still expect him to start a little bit more against right-handed hit uh right-handed pitchers maybe he'll play a little bit more left field and uh you know and split time with jesse winker stuff like that uh, but but he he definitely is one of the guys that's going to lose playing time just because of Scooter's return and they want to give Scooter you know regular at bats just because of his track record and you know the type of hitter he is he makes the lineup better too. Sure, and and we got we that, that I think that's what makes the second half extremely inter- interesting is the fact that you got Scooter back, the fact that you got a lot of guys really starting to hit the ball in Puig and Vado, but the real question is. Everybody wants to know, is this bullpen got enough in their arms to keep it going for a second half of a season? Yeah, I mean, that's the big question. If you talk to scouts, you know, they have concerns just because the Reds played so many one-run games in the first half of the season. It was like, okay, you know, you use all those top guys so often that eventually, you know, you're going to get worn down a little bit. I think the All-Star break came at the perfect time for them because you could tell just the last week they weren't themselves. Um, gave up a lot of runs in the past six or seven games. But, you know, I mean, the, it'll be interesting to see if they add a reliever at the trade deadline. I think that'll be something they definitely look at. Uh, other, otherwise, you know, it's something that's going to decide whether they stay in the, you know, within five games of the top of the National League Central or whether they fall back a little bit. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Are, do you, are you hearing anything about whether now, of course, at this time of year, everybody's figuring out, are you a buyer? Are you a seller? Where are the Reds as far as that goes? I mean, they're in they're in last place, but they're in a position that they could still compete for a playoff spot. Are they far enough, but they still have a lot of teams to jump over. Are they in a spot where they, you think they're going to make a move to try to improve, or are they going to try to get something for a, a Dietrich or a Puig or somebody like that? I think they'll try to add if they can. You know, I think this next two weeks will determine a lot. I mean, obviously, if they're 10 games out and, you know, two weeks from now, it changes a lot of things. Um, but I think at worst, they'll stand pat and they'll keep a lot of these free agents because uh, they do have a lot of guys that will be free agents at the end of the year. So I think at worst they'll stand pat if, if they're kind of in this range where it's like four to seven games out of first place. 
And if they have a chance to add, they'll look to add a reliever, maybe an extra outfielder. Uh, if they do add, it'll be someone who's under contract for the 2020 season. Right. It would uh, have to be like that, right? Because they've got so many guys on this team that are that are that are one year that are one year players, or they're or they're only under contract for this year, and so. <laughs> Do they really need another outfielder? I, I don't I don't I don't know where that's at because Philip Irvin is playing out of his mind when he gets a chance to play. Mm-hmm. And then besides that, do you really want to add another guy into this? Because most people you're gonna get right now are only guys that are either free this year. Most people aren't letting go of guys that are gonna be available or under under team control for an extra year or two. Yeah, I mean, I, I see the you know, there's a dilemma that they have a little bit that, you know, they want to win this year, but they also, I'm sure they, you know, if you gave them true serum, they'd be like, you know, we have a better chance at competing next year. I mean, exactly. It's hard to become a World Series contender in the 2019 season. Uh, so I, I could see them parting with a prospect if, if it came to, you know, depending on the outfielder they could add. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, every position you can still get better. You know, you know, you look back at the offseason. They had Tucker Barnhart, who had a good 2018 season, and Kirk Casale, and, you know, a good catching situation, and you saw the rumors where they went after JT Realmuto. Um, so, I mean, it's one of those things where they'll, they'll keep looking to add um, if they can make the team better for 2020. Um, but I, I do think there's a nice balance where, you know, you can't give up too much of 2019, give up in 2019, but you also don't want to hurt anything in 2020 either. Right, it's got to be the right fit. I mean, it's this this team is a we're we're still rebuilding. It's so there's a lot of young core that you want to rebuild around, obviously, or else they wouldn't have all these one year contracts that they could possibly get rid of at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Are any yeah, of I mean, those guys? Are any of those? You said prospects. There could be a prospect or two that's possible. Are any of those guys you think in danger? Any of these one year contract guys? Uh, I, th- I think you'll see a little bit of interest in Tanner Roark, uh, just because he's a dependable starter. I like that. Um, I, I like I, I could see teams having interest in Puig. I just can't see the Reds parting ways with Puig just because he's such a big part of this team, and you know they are going to try to make so a then, push. I mean, the division just so close where I think they they'll hold on to Puig. For so, sure. do you think they're going to offer Puig a contract at the end of the year? I think they could, but I I think the numbers that Puig has in his head. Um, we it's going to be do. way higher than we can do. Offer. Right. So then, so if you got an idea on that, if you're, you know, that if you're thinking it and we're thinking the same thing that the front office has got to be thinking the same thing. So they've, that's got to be one of your top guys to be looking to move. Right. Yeah. But then it also comes back to, you know, your four and a half games out of first place. You know, you have a, you know, you go on a seven game winning streak. He's the hottest guy in your team. Place. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, he's, he's had a great month. I mean, the month of June, he was one of the top hitters on the team. So it's a tough thing. I mean, you don't you you, you trade Puig. I mean, you it's not like you're waving the white flag, but you're making your team worse, which isn't you know doesn't sit well with fans. Won't sit well in the clubhouse either. Are you making your team worse? Listen, we all love Puig. You know, Bobby. I told you when we were sitting out there at at lunch the other day. I'm a huge Puig fan. That's my guy. Like the 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 energy he brings to this team, I love every bit of it. He's not dogged anything. He's got a cannon for an arm. He's hitting. He's absolutely killing the ball right now. But at the same time, 
if you if you get rid of him, bring in another prospect, and you're able to put Dietrich in left, and and you have Philip Irvin, Jesse Winker, and uh, who am I missing in the outfield? Senzel. Senzel. If you got those four guys that can play the outfield, and and I know where Dietrich stands in that defensively, but if you got those guys who are all you know hitting the ball pretty pretty well as well. Is is it is what, what are you really hurting your team by getting rid of Puig? Is he got that much energy, that much leadership? Yeah, I think I mean, he's definitely brings the most energy to the team. I mean, he's probably the most energetic, you know, one of the most energetic guys in baseball. I just think you know, defensively, he's been really good. You see his arm. Players, you know, opposing players respect it. A lot of guys don't even try to run on him. You know, Puig will joke like. Try and waving him on to second base, yeah. hoping, hoping they'll try. I love that. Um, but you've seen, like, in the past, like, you know, Philip Irvin's been up and down this year. I don't think that would happen if they thought he was, the you know, an outfielder for the future. Uh, Jesse Winker, he's, he doesn't have a ton of at-bats against left-handed pitchers, so they see him as, you know, a right-handed pitching type hitter, just as a lefty. Right. Um, Derek Dietrich has struggled over the past month. Uh, so, so I, you know, I do think you'd be a lot worse off if you do trade Puig at I think it would be a big difference. Right. So the trade deadline is three weeks from today on July yep. 31st. And I think you said it best. It's going to, it's going to really break down to what happens over the next couple of weeks. Now, yesterday, yes, yesterday was Tuesday. You were at the very first all-star game you have ever attended, correct? Uh, yeah. As a reporter, went to one as a fan. Okay. You did go to one as a fan. Okay. So your first one covering as a professional, what was your what was your take on really the entire weekend slash week yeah it was a it was a cool event just uh you know cleveland had a cool crowd kind of the whole time uh the the game itself wasn't like there wasn't any crazy moments during the game but you know, the carlos carrasco uh stand up to cancer that, that was tribute cool. was you know kind of chill inducing just yeah. seeing him get kind of the ovation he did uh, you saw Mike Trout and Tom, uh, Tommy LaStella wear Tyler Skaggs' number, mm-hmm. uh, who died, you know, a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. So it was, those moments were cool. And just hearing, you know, all-stars kind of talk about other all-stars, I always think that's cool just to, you know, see what other – the top players in the league think of other top players. And, the, you know, a lot of guys threw a lot of compliments toward Luis Castillo, which, you know, Reds fans know how good he is, but just hearing – some of the top baseball players, top players in baseball talk about, you know, he's one of the top two or three best players and uh, pitchers in baseball. You know, I thought it was cool to hear. Yeah. I, I saw that uh, uh, you reported that JD Martinez had, had something pretty nice to say after striking out. Um, yeah. Him. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That is, that is really cool. So what was the, so my, I went to the 2015 all-star game here in Cincinnati and mm-hmm. I felt this way. So jealous of that, and by I, the way. And I feel like most people feel like the home run derby is more exciting than the game. Did, was that your experience? Yeah, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of it on TV, but in person, I've always thought it was you know a great event. And this year it probably looked better on TV just because you had that Vlad Guerrero, uh, Jock Patterson. It was like went to like a triple tiebreaker, and the, you know just the competitiveness in that. That's I the thought, coolest. Uh, that's the coolest thing that that has ever happened. Like Todd Frazier going crazy, yelling at his brother to speed <laughs> the pitches up, was the coolest thing I ever saw. What happened the other night 
last uh, was it two nights ago with with Vlad and Peterson was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. At the same time, you really think it's better in person than on TV? Oh yeah, just you you just can you know kind of sense the moment a little bit better. Although I, I liked Chris Berman when he was calling it just the classic. Sure, yeah, you know his calls. I've never um, I've never been to a home run derby, so I can't I can't say you're wrong. I've only watched them on TV. <laughs> I, I just hear you know a lot of people. Mentioned, obviously, I wasn't here in 2015, but just people say the Todd Frazier moment was like you know top three or four moments in the past 20 years. Just the crowd reaction and mm-hmm. just. You know, that says a lot just that it's a home run derby moment that caused that type of people to feel that way that have been around the team that long. It was really cool. And the the funny thing, is, the only reason that is better, because Pete Alonso won it the same exact way that Frazier did. He had to hit, uh, like, one more home run than the guy. He went second so in the finals. So he had to hit a specific amount of home runs, and he got it, like, pretty close to the end. Right of of the time, so he still uh-huh. had thirty seconds after it. That's so, true. That's so he true. had plenty yeah, of time. He did. He did have plenty of time. But it was kind of the same thing. He went second, so he had to hit his home runs or whatever. Um, but it was in Cincinnati, and Frazier was on the Reds at the time, so that's the only difference. But um, but yeah, well, I mean, we talk about we talk about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and uh, and Jock Peterson. And those two, like those, were the most talked about guys the next day. But neither one of them won it, so that was kind yeah. of funny. <laughs> like josh hamilton he hit like uh you know that 30 home run round yeah the the uh, 28 the 28 home run round yeah and he never he didn't even win it exactly so my question for you should it be because because me and adam are going to get into this after we hang up the phone with you (laughs) because we were texting back and forth during the home run derby and uh before i tell you either of our stance on it do you think they should just do all right? Everybody hits in a round. Top four make it to the next round. Top two make it to the next round, and then go head to head. Or do you like the head to head each individual head to head round? Mm. So basically, I'd probably, I'd probably say I'd probably say the top four. Really? I'd go that way. Oh, I'm My gonna man. I'm gonna My let it, I'm gonna let it out that <laughs> I love. Head to head, head to head, four, four groups head to head. Winner of each moves on. I I love that Adam was so he. It was like a four paragraph text <laughs> that I got about how he didn't like it. He could have wrote a re, he could have wrote he could have wrote a, a an article for the Enquirer. <laughs> Not as well as Bobby could. Exactly. But. Exactly. The, the only reason I feel that way is because after the Vlad and uh, Jock, you know, that tiebreaker that went on forever, they still had to do the other semifinal, which was uh, Alonzo and Acuna from the Braves, and the crowd was just so zapped out of energy. It was just like you know. That was my other question. You almost so, wanted to see Vlad hit again. So being there, yeah, semifinal. being there, because to be honest, the most impressive out of all of the home run derby guys to me was Acuna Jr. He was the most impressive because of the fact that he could, he was hitting them out wherever the ball was pitched. It didn't matter. Right field, left field, right center, left center, dead center. It didn't matter. That was the most impressive to me. But he, that poor guy, had to go after the greatest head-to-head matchup in home run derby history yeah (laughs) so when you're at the stadium 
could you just feel like, I mean, you had to feel like what Acuna Jr. was doing was amazing, but it was nowhere near what those two were doing. Like, could you feel the difference? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, th- I think Vlad was the most hyped by the crowd, besides maybe Carlos Santana, who lost in the first round, but just being a hometown guy. Mm-hmm. But besides him, it was just like, it, Vlad was just hitting him so far, and he made it look so easy when he was hitting home runs. I think he ended up with, like, more than 90 mm-hmm. during uh, the three rounds. <laughs> I don't even so, I mean, know. It, it was so it was stupid. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah, we – that's that's my thing with the with the whole how it's set up is I just Jack Peterson should have been able to move on to the next round after that performance. But and he I, lost to Vlad Guerrero. But but that's the thing. Vlad was the so eight you, seed. He so, was the eight seed. Just, you what are you gonna do? It's just just you know <laughs> stroke of luck that that dude went nuts. Just just the simple fact that a guy can hit thirty home runs in a round and a guy can hit eight home runs in a round and the guy that hits eight can advance and the guy that hits 30 doesn't because the guy he went against hit 31 i just don't like that i don't know bobby what's your take yeah i mean i would at least do it the first round that way i mean maybe you could pair them up afterwards like the semifinals and finals but oh you know what i'm okay with that i'm i'm okay with that where you take all eight guys top four and you split them up between that way so best guy goes against worst guy hits second Third guy hits first, four, uh, or I'm sorry, fourth guy hits hits first, third guy hits second. I'm good with that. I'd be okay with that. But to not do any at all head-to-head matchups at all, that, that kills me. I, that's what makes this new – that's part of what makes this new format so great. Also, I think the time, the timing, the timer has been cooler than I thought it would be. You know, how it used to be like that's, 10 outs. Yeah, that's the, that, that, has, that is the number one thing that has changed everything. Yeah. yeah, just just because you don't, you know, everyone's looking at the clock as long, as well with the homers instead of just so some of those guys would go on runs where it's like eight or nine home runs in a row, and it's like okay, nobody's gonna catch him. Yeah, but <laughs> I, feel, I feel like the timer's been a game changer. So so tell me this: so you were there, uh, you were probably in the press box, I imagine, correct? Yep. So you got a pretty good view of everything, so you can see the uh, young man in the uh, umpire's uniform standing behind home plate who in the day for the last two years, or three years, I guess last three years, would hold his hand up until the ball landed. And yeah. then mm-hmm. would point his finger and say, go ahead and pitch. And if you pitch before that, it was supposed to not count. Sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't. You know, it is what it is. It's the home run derby. Who cares? This year was a little different. He was holding his hand up, but given the finger to go ahead and pitch. Given the finger? <laughs> I mean, not the bird, but the finger to go ahead and pitch before uh, before the ball landed in the outfield. Was there some kind of new rule that we didn't know about? Because the, even no, the guys, was, even the guys announcing it, didn't know what was going on. Yeah, that was supposed to be the rule, and you know there was you know the umpire did kind of do the same thing, but it was just like it, it was. I think it was like Pete Alonso especially. He was like the one guy that was like. You'd have two fly balls that were in the air at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) Just go. Just go. Hit. I say hit, man. Just rapid fire. If you're going to wear yourself out, rapid fire that thing, dude. Let's go. What's the point of that guy? Really? What's he doing? Is it a safety precaution for the little, you know, 12-year-olds in the outfield? Or what's the even the point of that? I mean, it's supposed to be just, you know, just to make it fair. So if you hit one, you know, foul or something, you can't just go straight to the next pitch. But. 
I, I agree with, uh, you know, you should just do rapid fire. And if a guy gets worn out with a minute left, that's kind of on him. That, that's sure. on him. That kind of, exactly. that kind of happened with Acuna Jr. I think he had like five seconds left or something in one he of the rounds. Yeah, he he was just done. Yeah. I don't know if he was wore out or he just realized this is ridiculous what these guys <laughs> did before me. And I can't hit a ball 440 feet. So I'm not going to get an extra 30 second bonus anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how you try to follow that one up. I mean, it was just, you could tell the energy of the crowd, too, just died down so much after uh, Vlad Jr. won that semifinal one. Yeah. So are you, are you, uh, did you already come back? Are you still in Cleveland doing any sightseeing? No, I drove, I drove back uh, this morning. Okay. Okay. Go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or any of the other stuff up there? No, I wanted to, but I, uh, I covered the Futures game on Sunday, and that would have been my day to go Sunday uh, night. Uh, so I missed that chance, but hopefully next time I'm in Cleveland. Going I'm, to Colorado? Uh, yeah, I'll leave for there tomorrow. Gotcha. Now, now, real quick, question for you. So when you travel to Colorado, do you travel with the team or are you taking your own flights? How, how does that work for no, sports no, riders? Yeah, never with the team. It's uh, I'll be on a Southwest flight. I forgot what time it is, but sometime in the afternoon. You know what? I love Southwest. They don't, Huge they fan. don't, they don't give you, they don't give you a seat. You just get in line, you, you know, make sure you book yourself early enough, check in early enough. You can sit wherever the heck you want. Exactly. No bag fees. I no mean, bag fees. You just go up. That's what I always prop, fly Southwest if I can. I like it. Prop yourself up against the window before everybody else gets on the flight and you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Get the, get the drinks and uh, peanut or pretzels on the flight. That's know. right. That's right. <laughs> What's the drink of choice on a on a Southwest flight? Drink of choice. Oh, I'm a ginger ale guy. Ah, oh, ginger ale. Oh. Wow, that is. I'm going to tell you something. That is my least favorite flavor <laughs> of anything. A little flavor, yeah. sure. Get you some ginger ale. Why not? I like it. Mix I like it up it. a little bit. There you go. There you go. All right. So what's the next? Uh, so what's the next first for Cincinnati that I'm going to do for you? <laughs> I want Ooh, to do something question. new for you. I want to do so. I want. I'm going to take you somewhere. We want to get you out. We want to. We want you to fully enjoy Cincinnati. The Nosebleed Sports Podcast wants to make sure we got you to Skyline. You did. Yeah. It was. was it was a hole in the wall Skyline down in Covington. <laughs> but hey, it was a Skyline nonetheless. <laughs> but at the same time, what's the next thing that that you've heard about Cincinnati that you've never done? It's a good question. I'm not sure. Hey, you been to Frisch's? Uh, yeah, I have. Okay. Not, I'm not a fan. No? but Was not it breakfast, or did you have, like, a big boy, or what would you have? Yeah, I think I had a big boy. Okay. Just... Have you been there for breakfast? No, I haven't. All right. Well, you, you just, uh, do nah. that on your own time. Do that nah. on your own time. Hit yourself. O- overrated. Overrated. <laughs> overrated. Okay. Uh, let's see. What's the what? What else is there? La Rosa's. You've obviously had La Rosa's. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, what other what other Cincinnati deals are there? White Castle. You've obviously had White Castle. It's just like a crystal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. Graders. You've, you've had graders, right? Yeah. Definitely talked about that. So good for you. So you've had you've had Geta. We talked about that too, right? Yeah, see, that's sort of, Skyline was kind of my big missing piece. Yeah. What did you think about Geta? I always like to know what people think about Geta. I liked it in small doses. I went to the Geta Fest uh, on the Newport side last year. A little too much? And it was like, after a while, it was just like, you know, I liked the first taste of it, but then it was like, 
you keep eating it, and it was like, okay, it's a little over the top. Yeah, but... Why are you having an entire festival for this one food? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's so delicious. Eh, whatever. Uh, I think I got a donut or something. It was just like, uh, yeah. it, was, yeah. it was a little over the top. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Hey, Bobby, man, once again, as always, we really appreciate everything you got for us. Uh, helping us out with the Reds, the Reds beat reporter for the Cincinnati Enquirer. If somebody wants to, on the tweet box, how do they get a hold of you, brother? Yeah, at my last name, Nightingale, and then JR at the end. Nightingale Jr., there he is on Twitter, and great follow on Twitter. He's got phenomenal uh, – he, he does a phenomenal job for the Enquirer. Check out all his stories. Cincinnati.com, right? Yep, correct. There you go. Thank you very much for joining us, Bobby. Yeah, fun as always. Thanks for having me. You got right it, man. On. Hey, and I'm going to find something in Cincinnati that you haven't done, and we're going to go do it. <laughs> yeah, I've got to find a list somewhere where it's like famous things to do in Cincinnati. They, I'm sure there's a few. Yeah, we can throw some axes. Even if we just go throw some axes or something, you know, you do whatever you got to do. <laughs> yeah, right? right. Isn't there axe throwing in Cincinnati now? <laughs> yeah. Don't you throw axes now? Isn't that yeah. the thing to do? I don't know. I'm just kidding. Anyway, but yeah, man, we appreciate it. And, uh, Enjoy the second half. We will definitely get a hold of you again and find out what you think about the second half of the season. Yeah, looking forward to seeing how they play. So Me too. Thanks, Bobby. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Bobby Nightingale, everybody. I'll tell you what, man. Every time he comes on, he does a phenomenal job. The guy knows his baseball. He knows his Cincinnati Reds. He does a heck of a job. Check him out. Cincinnati Enquirer, Enquirer.com. Uh, Cincinnati.com is actually what it is. Mm-hmm. Nightingale Jr. on Twitter. He posts all his articles up there. He's a phenomenal follow. He keeps you updated on the Reds, and uh, he is now head Skyline Chili. Every time he uh, comes on, I feel like I follow the Reds pretty closely, and I, you know, I have a pretty good feel for what's going on. Every time he comes on, he tells he tells us something that I didn't know or didn't expect. Um, very, very, very helpful. For me, very helpful for me as well. And uh, I, I'm really interested in this team because, you know, Bobby was talking about, you know, will they get rid of a prospect to possibly bring in a reliever or this, that, and the other. I, I just more see this team doing not nothing, but kind of holding packed. They're not going to get rid of, I don't see them getting rid of a prospect and I don't see them getting rid of, Anybody that's, you know, a big part of what this team is now. I don't I don't know what parts they're ready to get rid of or not get rid of. I just see a real ho hum uh, uh trade deadline going by for the in the Reds world. Yeah. I mean if they go two and eight in their next ten, it's it's gonna be different than if they go seven and three. <laughs> that's true. I mean that's, it's, I mean it's it, once again, if you if they go five hundred like they've been doing for the last you know, what the was it? At, at one point in time they just a couple, just a week ago, they were like thirty and thirty in their last sixty, twenty and twenty in their last forty, and ten and ten in their last twenty. Is they were just playing five hundred ball, and that unfortunately and fortunately keeps you in the division talk. It not only that, but it keeps you in the wild card race. So it does just enough to tease us. It that's exactly what it is. Just enough to tease you. So, um, all right, so. To start off, let let let's go ahead because because we didn't get into in the beginning of this is the fact that I have not been here for two weeks. Adam, first off, phenomenal job on your own two weeks ago. <laughs> Thank you. Did a great job. My favorite part of you doing the podcast is the video of 
your eyeballs. Mm -hmm. It's just your eyeballs with a microphone in front of your face. I love that. That's probably my favorite part of you doing the podcast on your own. Yes. Well, you know, I I had a, I have to speak directly. I don't have a, a great expensive microphone, so I have to speak directly into the thing. So sometimes I, you know, I try to I try to have it so that you can see at least half my face. But yeah, I I know what you mean. It was yeah. it was covering up. I mean, it covered up this nose. It's a pretty good sized microphone. I, <laughs> I don't know if it would got mine, but it might have got <laughs> yours. It definitely got yours. No, it was it was fun. It was uh, it's way more fun to do it with you than by myself. I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have done it on my own. You could easily do it. on I'm going to tell you right you now. It would have been a twenty. Better. It would have been a twenty minute podcast, <laughs> and I would have been done. Well, I mean, that's what I planned on. I thought this was going to be a quick thing. I was just going to go through. Dude, a few you knocked things. out a good hour and twenty minutes. Man. It was. You it, did a good job. You start. You start going, and you just you just keep going. It helped you to have, have a fat great. head in the background. <laughs> it did. It did. Um, How do you have a fat head of your brother? He uh, got that for me for Christmas oh, one year. Phenomenal. Like years I know. I'm getting you a fat head of myself. <laughs> I want one. Please do that. I, I want if one I can so just bad. do a fat head of my nose. Anyway, uh, so besides <laughs> that, so uh, Adam, uh, if, if, anybody, <laughs> if anybody wanted to get a hold of you on the Twitter, mm-hmm. as they would Bobby Nightingale Jr., our first guest earlier today, mm-hmm. Reds Inquire Beat Writer, Nightingale JR, at Nightingale JR on Twitter. How do they follow you, sir? I would be at uh adam schmidt 44 there you go almost forgot it actually <laughs> well i don't know how you can it's the same thing on everything right it's the same <laughs> yeah. thing on instagram uh yeah it is it's uh, the same yeah. thing because it might be underscore 44 or something i j- listen Boy. i'm like a i'm like a social media um uh, i don't know monarch uh kim kardashian of the sports world except you joined facebook a year ago and I still you joined have Instagram not a few days ago. Somehow, we got to figure this out. So we are uh, the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. We have uh, a Nosebleed Sports Podcast Facebook page in which you can catch us live every Wednesday right around 1030 uh, p.m. And somehow it has become my my like personal <laughs> Facebook page. I don't know how it's this vacation happened. Vacation pictures on there, right? There's vacation pictures on there. There's like pictures from Christmas. I was at an engagement party in which I was rolling on the floor for rolling on the river and <laughs> Tina Turner. And I was singing vanilla ice. Somehow all of that got on <laughs> Wait there. Wait a minute. You just snuck the words Tina Turner in there. And that didn't make any sense to me. Well, Tina Turner rolling. <laughs> Rolling, oh, 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 is that Tina rolling on a, She oh, sang wow. one of the versions, yeah. Huh. But when when I when uh, we play her, we just jump on the floor and start rolling, dude. That's what you do. So okay. somehow I don't know if there's a facial recognition. Somebody told me there's a facial recognition, and uh, there was a picture taken of me once. And ever since then, when when a picture, if you take a picture. This is what creeps me out about Facebook. This is why the FaceTube, this is why I don't do FaceTube. I can take a picture of you and it says, hey, do you want to tag Adam? I'm like, how do you know that's Adam? They just know, man. It's, you know, big brother checking down on us. I, are you joking a little bit about that? I'm I, not. That's okay. not a joke at all. I, like, I'm that's hearing, legit. That's I am hearing more and more just in the last like week about Facebook and how they are like able to 
see and hear things and it's oh well it is uh, all of them they ask to, they ask if they can use your microphone if you say yes yeah then you're gonna be talking i'll be talking to you about bobby nightingale jr next thing you know on facetube we'd be like hey follow bobby nightingale jr since 90 com or something like that yeah. so uh speaking of do that because it's a great follow yep sure is i'll tell you what else is a great follow on instagram and especially on facebook yeah is training personally i agree training personally uh, no matter your level of fitness, wherever you're at right now in your life, if you like to be challenged, maybe a little bit challenged, maybe you're mostly self-motivated, or you need a you need somebody there to kick you in the rear and get you going, and you want the benefit of working with a personal trainer, but you don't want to have to pay the expensive cost of one, training personally with Peggy Edwards is the gym for you. Training personally is interval circuit training, 40 seconds on, 20 off, 15 off, I think, actually. Um, for all levels of fitness with a personal trainer, Peggy Edwards, at your pace, on your time, Peggy Edwards always changes up the workouts. It's it's circuit training, but she's going to change it up. You're never going to go back. You're never going to go there three or four times in a week and do all the same thing every time. She mixes it up. She keeps everything safe keeps it fun she's her personality is gonna alone make you come back to the place um check out training personally on facebook or trainingpersonally.com. i completely agree there it's a phenomenal gym it's a phenomenal place to be um yeah she's she's a great she's a great uh trainer she's she's excellent she knows what she's doing now you may have uh, you may have something else, but before we get to that, I want to know. You had an experience at the Bureau of Motor Vehicles recently. Oh, yes, I did, and uh, my experience is brought to you by the Ohio Mosquito Control, which is also brought to you, which also brought you Bobby Nightingale on the Ohio Mosquito Control Hotline, uh, where at Ohio Mosquito Control they offer the quality services. To the Cincinnati area at reasonable prices, family-owned and operated. They keep mosquitoes out of your yard. First uh, first time they come in, they're going to get rid of your mosquitoes, but they're not going to get rid of every bug because we need bugs, right? No, Just, I don't need bugs. I need bugs but all the bees, dead. You got to have all, bees, right? I need all bugs dead. Honeybees and things like that are going extinct. They ain't trying to kill nothing extinct. They ain't trying to kill nothing off. They just want to get rid of them things that pest you. And uh, at Ohio Mosquito Control... Uh, Ohio-MC.com. They will take care of all, all of your mosquito control problems. They will. Uh, they they shoot you an email. They uh, with when they're going to be there. They shoot you another email with the bill when they're done. It's easy in and out. Um, and 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 basically, they just make sure that you're not going to get a thousand bug bites all over you. That makes for an awful summer. When you go outside one time and you have bug bites Listen, for a week or two weeks or something like that, kids, and then my, you finally clear them up and you go back outside and again, boom. and it happens again. My kids get bit so bad that they scratch and, and, and break them open and they got scabs and everything else. And it's 90 degrees outside. It feels even worse I when got, that happens. I got the babysitter on Ohio's mosquito control. I got the in-laws on Ohio mosquito control. I got the outlaws or my mom and dad, whatever you call them. I got them <laughs> on Ohio Mosquito Control. I got everybody. We got them all. Everywhere my kids go, that yard's being sprayed, and my kids have not had a bite this year. Thank you so much 
to Alex and Jason. You guys are amazing. Ohio Mosquito Control. Uh, Ohio-MC.com. Check them out. They are the pest of the pest. Okay, so now I want to know about your experience. Everybody has an experience at the Bureau of Motor Vehicles at some point in their life. Here's here's my thing. Let me just tell you this. All right, you've been to to the BMV, correct? I have. Correct. Give me your first thought when you think BMV. What do you think? Long line. Long line. Wow, man, we did not practice this. That was the perfect answer. <laughs> so I walk into the BMV. I got three kids with me. All right. I have wow. two three-year-olds, fresh three-year-olds. I have one fresh six-year-old. We walk in, and immediately there is a long line. Imagine that. You know what I did? I walked into the line. Kids sat down in front of me, you know, kind of playing. They were phenomenal. My kids were hey. great in this line. Beautiful. So what I did, that's not the point. The point is, I watched every person. <coughs> that walked into this line. Every single person that walked in looked at the line and rolled their eyes and went, oh, mm -hmm. what do you think is going to happen when you go to the BMV? You think you're just going to walk in nobody's going to be there? Like, oh, uh, it's noon. I'm good. No. When in your life, grown people, I'm talking 50, 60 years old, y'all been to the BMV numerous times <laughs> to get that license renewed, to get them plates renewed, to do whatever. You've been there a million times. Why are you coming in, rolling your eyes, and then getting upset? Why? People really do. People like are so, I don't know, they're just so, like, they just know that it's going to happen. But so then, if you know it's going to happen, why, when you walk in, are you so upset? I don't understand that. I think people are pre-upset because they're expecting that. So what they walk in and they're already upset and they see, they're like, maybe there's a little glimmer of hope that, that it's not going to be no, that way. There's not. Let me tell you. Listen up. Hey, everybody, let's, get, let's bring it down a notch, all right? If y'all going to the BMV, if you lost your driver's license like I did and you need a new one, it's eighteen seventy-five. That's how much it costs. The line is long. It's gonna be long. When you walk in, just walk in. Just walk in. Stand in line. It'll be over before you know it. Don't walk in and give me this eye roll and make noises that everybody can hear because you just make everybody uncomfortable. I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't you. understand it. It's I, I walk in there and I'm Ugh. expecting and Ugh. I'm ex yeah. What's the grunts about? You're I don't know you. Stop grunting. I'm expecting there to be a long line. It's not gonna be fun or pleasant or anything like that. But I'm also expecting everybody else to just be on this level of I, they're just gonna be frustrated and Look. aggravated because they have to stand in this line and then they're probably going to get up there and there's going to be something they forgot or they didn't know they needed or whatever and they're going to have to go out I, get it and come back and stand in that line again that stuff happens all the time and that's why people you, get upset but they tell you if you forgot this just come right back up front just come right they tell you if you forgot it get your paperwork come up front and they're good about it and they they see you they remember you they bring you back up front that happened twice while I was there. I got no problem. Go get your stuff. Go, come back in. If you're able to, come back in. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Listen, we all got to deal with it, all right? Just get the grump out you, man. Yeah. I had people all around me, and I got three kids. 
the three kids were being pretty good in the beginning. With the first 35, 40 minutes, they were being good. We're getting close Ooh. to the front. We're getting that up to long, an hour. We're getting up line. to an hour. And 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 they're they're pushing and moving and jumping and this. And I'm kind of like, hey, 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 do this, blah, blah, blah. Everything's good still. Everybody around me, I just made fun of my kids and told them all, like, you bet, look at these guys. These old peeps are crazy. Ain't they crazy? Oh my gosh. And they all told me how great the kids were being. Everybody had a smile on their face. Just just let's all do this. When we go to the BMV. Let's be nice to each other. Let's not let's not complain, because we all know what's gonna happen. One guy told me when I first got in there, I've been in line so long, I forgot why I came. Well, then get out of line and go figure it out. That's dumb. Let me get your spot. If you've been standing in this line for an hour and you don't know why you're here, that's not my problem. You got to get out of line. Let's let's not let's not be dumb. Let's let's not be like that. All right, let's all be happy. You know, let's let's can we, can we all just spread love when we walk into the BMV? I feel like the BMV should stand for best, most V stuff. V vivo, vivo Valentine. Yeah. yeah, there you go, there you go. That's what it should stand for, definitely. Uh, best most Valentine. Best most. I don't know. Just let's all let's all just get a little happy. All right. Can it, we it do really, that? It makes me. It kind of calms me down a little bit. In in because I because I know everybody else in there is probably mad. So I'm like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to go in there and just be. I know there's going to be a long line. What can I do about it? Nothing. I can't do anything about that. I'm just going to stand in the line. But I do you talk to other people in the? Never mind. Never no, mind. I, mean, I, I was going to say you, you and I are do you talk to other people way. in the line about about the line, and I know you don't because you don't talk to other people in line in any situation. No, not usually. I mean, if somebody says something to me how many how many word answers are you giving them yeah probably like a oh yeah something no more than four right yeah probably but it depends on what it is or you know i don't know if i if i see somebody i know or something like that Uh, that don't count okay i don't know anybody in the bmv line man we're all just trying to get a new license or get our get a registration or you know something crazy happen there's no reason for me to be a bmv because i can do everything online now all they're trying to yeah uh, yeah uh, just about um, all they're trying to talk to me about is how long the line is and how much it stinks. I don't even matter. So hey, I don't want to, I'm old, not going to give you more than four words for that. Old boy told me that he was, he said, I don't even know. I've been in line so long. I don't even know why I'm in line. I said, Oh, cool. Can I take your spot? And <laughs> eight people around us laughed. <laughs> don't, don't, don't come at me with that. I'm going to, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it look silly. You're going to be the, I hope I go to the BMV sometime and you're in line there. Cause you'll be the comic relief and you'll have everybody. No, I, in good. That's not true. I was not comic relief. I was not loud. I was not outspoken. I ain't trying to be that guy in line because oh, no, people I, don't like that guy either. No, I'm, I Just agree. Just when you. it needed to be there, when it needed to be there, mm-hmm. if you say something to me, I'm gonna say something to you. Sure. But it just smile. Just smile at the guy next to you. Smile at him. The people behind me love my little kids. We smiled at each other. We had a we had a warm embrace. That guy, me and him, we had a warm embrace. It was good. Yeah. He had a, a little, great little peck on the cheek. Had, maybe uh, I would have. I don't think he was up for it, but we had a, you know he, just, he he had a good experience in line. <laughs> That's good because of you and everybody your kids. behind us. Probably mostly because of your kids. Let's be everybody honest. behind us. Eye rolls. I'm done with it. If you walk into the BMV, I'm just telling you, it's going to be a long line. Sure. It ain't going to be fun. There's going to be a kid screaming. There's going to be somebody that forgot their paperwork, and they're going to come cut quotation marks 
cut back in line. They're not cutting. They were there before. They just didn't know they needed something they needed. They're coming back. Just just everybody chill. All right. Let's all I'm take it. Let's all take a big deep breath. We good? I we're good. That's my BMV story. I'm glad. I'm I, that was a that was a nice that was a nice story because it gives me hope that there are people that walk into the BMV they that are not going to be grumpy. There's not a lot of them, my man. Nope. Not a lot not. of them. <laughs> Listen, let lot. me, uh, let me, so we're going to get into, it's been, like we said, it's been two weeks since we've yeah. spoken on this podcast. It has. Um, the entire NBA world is completely different than the last time we were on here together. Dude, does any, is anybody play for the same team? Nobody Besides plays for the same Besides LeBron team James, does anybody still play for the same team they Le- played for last LeBron year? LeBron made his big move last year, and besides Be- him, everybody else is different. Before we get into what happened in NBA free agency, do you like the fact that everybody's moving teams? I kind of do. I oh my gosh! I did not think that was gonna happen. I yeah. didn't think that was gonna happen. I, I, I kind of do, just because I'm digging it, man. Let's yeah. have some fun with it, right? Because it's just fun to. First of all, it's gonna be fun to speculate a little bit. It's kind of dumb to actually like try to rank and and it, we have no idea how all this is gonna work out. None. But it's kind of fun to see. Okay, th- how is this guy gonna play with this guy, or how is this team gonna play together? And it's just fun to think about that. Talk about those scenarios. But we're not going to know. The real fun is going to be when games start and we're, you know, a few weeks, a month, two months, three months into the season, we're really seeing how teams are gelling and how players, specific players, especially the stars that that have have moved, are playing together, are fitting in with their teams, are getting along with their coaches. That's, you know, there's – everything is big news now. Everything that happens – in especially the NBA for whatever reason, but even in sports, anybody has a disagreement with a teammate or a coach, everybody knows about it. Everybody does. So whether things are going really well or really badly, usually when a team's playing well together, and that's really fun. And it's going to be, it's it's just, I yeah, I do. I like to see different different matchups and different teammates and, and just teams pl- looking a little bit different. It's just fun to me. Um, and there are going to be a lot of teams. Dude, ain't nobody look the same. No. There's nobody that looks the same. If you're a good team, you don't look anything like you did last year. Correct. Correct. And that's not and, – and somehow these really good – unless you're – you know what? Unless you are um, Philadelphia, unless you're the 76ers, everything else looks the same. But, but they don't even look the same because Jimmy Butler's gone. I All mean, right, that's well, a big deal. Okay. Jimmy Butler's a big deal, but that's the same team you've had for the last three years. You also added Al Horford, I believe, right? No, Al Horford went to he went, um didn't he go to Brooklyn? No. No. Uh DeAndre Jordan did DeAndre and, Jordan. That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, w- I was I see, here we go. I'm so confused. Either signed with new teams, there were sign and trades. It's still happening. There were, it like is still not, happening. It's not done. And that's what I'm excited about now. The big thing was, okay, so there were several guys early on, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. You got a lot written down, dude. Let's go. No, I'm, I don't even have anything about this. These are all the questions, the um, the new scoreboard stumpers that I'm going to ask you later. Oh, yes. <laughs> but, uh, so get excited about that. But before that, it was so we knew Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and DeAndre Jordan all went to Brooklyn, all right? They're yep. going to be completely different. 
but and they still have Karis LeVert and a couple other guys that played really well for them that made them a, 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 a playoff team last year. So you're adding on to what they already had. You had, you know, a few other stars. Kemba Walker ended up doing a sign-in trade. He, he's with the Celtics now, um, obviously, to kind of replace Kyrie. You had other stars or fringe stars make moves, join different teams in different ways. The big one, the one that was kind of last, the one that everybody really wanted to see was Kawhi Leonard. And he waited until... Was it Friday? Friday night? Yeah, it was. It was Friday at like two o'clock in the Friday night, Saturday morning at like two o'clock in the morning. It was two o'clock in the morning because we got me and you both got a text at two thirty from a huge <laughs> nosebleed sports podcast fan. I love you, big, uh, big, big Joe Leonard from our guy Joe. And I, I woke hey, up the next morning. And you woke you up. Respond. I was already up. You responded. I was ready for it. Right I, I had just saw the ESPN uh, alert come through. <laughs> And he texted literally seconds after the alert came through. Yeah. I love you, Joe. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was awesome. Um, but so we finally fit, found out where Kawhi went. There was so much, just everybody talked about that for like four days. Everybody talked about it. And it changed every, it changed by the hour. Yeah. Everybody was talking, he's going to the Lakers. Like, the Lakers are the front 99% sure he's going to the Lakers. And then it was, uh, I don't know. Maybe was it, not. Was it that much? Because I feel I felt like the the Clippers were the were the number one team from the beginning of last year all the way till till this came through. I thought the same thing. Until then, you heard what? Magic Johnson. Well, yeah, Magic, but but all the all the reporters, all the the national, you know, NBA reporters were talking about being surprised after he How about after Chris he Broussard. Chris, You're a Broussard guy, right? I'm a Broussard guy. Chris Broussard said there is no way Kawhi Leonard goes to the Clippers. Yeah. And then he came out and then he came out the next day and owned it and said I was wrong. And yeah. All that I, I mean, what else are you gonna say? <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna say, Oh, I don't what else are you gonna say about that? But it was it was I, there were I was surprised by the people, the amount of people that said they were surprised by him joining the Clippers because I'm the same as you. I we were That's hearing all you've heard about. You've not heard about anything else but Clippers. And it was just in the last few days that you heard less about the Clippers and more about either the Lakers or the Raptors. Man, he was Clippers. He was Clippers the whole time for me. That didn't surprise me one bit. It didn't. Surprise it me. is so. But this is the big thing. How much fun is the West? The okay, it's a double-edged sword. How much fun is the NBA going to be on the West Coast? especially in L.A., with two of the top three teams in the NBA being L.A., literally playing in the same arena, right? So so that's going to be fun. On the other hand, how much does the NBA hate it? Because they're both West Coast teams, and 90% of your following is Central Time or Eastern Time. Yes, that's my. I only... mean, that killed it. Killed the NBA when LeBron went to LA last year. He played so late. Way the 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 uh, what do you call that when people watch? Uh, the ratings, ratings. Okay. The ratings went way down. It was because of the fact that you're not able to watch LeBron. You're not able to watch the the biggest star in the game. And now you take, you know, three of the top what three of the top five biggest stars in in the game and put them put them all in one city yeah four of the four i mean 
yeah, it depends on where you put Paul George, but he was a finalist, one of the three finalists for MVP this year. So yeah. four, you got four guys, which was – that was the biggest surprise. Nobody talked about Paul George moving. Nobody talked about any other – I mean, people talked about stars because early on they said Kawhi was talking to Kevin Durant yep. before Durant signed. Um, you know, and they talked about other – and then they, um, you know, they talked about – Kawhi joining the Lakers, it seemed it seemed almost likely for for a, at least a day um, that that was going to happen, and I figured you'd be really excited about that if he would have joined the Lakers. I, I w- you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want I don't want him in LA. I don't want him in a Lakers uniform. I want him in a Clippers uniform, and I want everybody to think Kawhi is the man. I want Kawhi to be the <laughs> oh, guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I want Kawhi to be the guy. So when LeBron and AD take him down, it's like okay. LeBron's back on top. <laughs> well, that's what I, I'm not, not for the same reason, but I'm also very excited that he did not join the Lakers. He joined the Clippers because there's a, there's a, there's better competition there. There's a rivalry exactly. there. Even if it's not a rivalry, I mean, it Truthfully, will, it it's will gonna be, be a rivalry because, because of, Patrick Beverly is involved in oh this series. God. So it's going to be a rivalry because Patrick Beverly is going to make sure it's a rivalry, <laughs> but in all seriousness, it's I going just, to be, I just hope be Patrick fun. Beverly doesn't hurt LeBron James on purpose. Patrick Beverly does not hurt people on purpose. He doesn't hurt people. Don't ask Russell Westbrook his opinion on that, but he doesn't He doesn't hurt people okay, on purpose. Let's go to that. So Westbrook's going to be gone, right? OKC is obviously moving on from where they where they have been for the last uh, eight years, ten, nine years. How long, how long since KD, the, the KD, Harden, uh, Westbrook uh, trio started? Since then. They have been a predominant force in the West. They are, I mean, they, they, they've been in the, the Western Conference Finals or They or went to at the least Finals the, against the Heat one Right, year, and, so. and, and the, they've been in the Western Conference Finals multiple times. They've been in the, uh, just in the playoffs every year since. The, the, this is completely different for them. Mm-hmm. They're basically putting out there that they are not, that they are in a rebuilding situation. They are in talks now with Russell Westbrook, the greatest, tell me if I'm wrong, the greatest Oklahoma City Thunder player in the history of the Thunder. Not not, not in the history of that franchise because you got to go back to Seattle. In the history of that, and I'm not saying the best player, but the most influential to that city. Because KD was the best player to ever play for them. But Russell Westbrook is... I mean, he's the the best Thunder player, most influential maybe Thunder player that they've had, and they are now talking to him about where you want to go, brother. Mm-hmm. Let's let's find three places for you to go and see what we can get. I was initially kind of like the immediate reaction was that Westbrook, you know, ta- started talking to them about being traded after Paul George left, and. I was like, oh, God, here we go. You know, somebody's unhappy about the direction it's going. Everybody, especially if you're a star, all you have to do is go to the front office and say, I'm unhappy, I'm not going to be happy, and things are going to be tough around here unless you trade me. Um, trade me now. Players have all of the power in the NBA now. 100%. And I kind of like that. I do. I like the fact that they have the power. I think they deserve the power. They're the ones that drive the revenue. They drive the attendance. They drive everything. I think they deserve the power. They do. I, 
I there I think it's better to have a balance, but I do like them having more power than they ever did. Okay, they got more power. I don't want to say they have all the power because none close. of them have all the power, but right. they definitely have. I mean, just look at what they did with AD. They made AD stick around for way longer than he wanted to. He still Another got what half he, he season, still got maybe. what he wanted, I guess. Right. But 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 anyway, that's what I was going to go at. But it, it, like the Russell Westbrook situation gives us like another Kawhi Leonard thing. Like it was like, you know, for for four, five, six days, whatever it was, when we were all waiting for Kawhi Leonard to make his decision, we were like, oh my gosh, like checking, you know, Twitter every five seconds. Yeah, ref- some of us were refreshing. Refresh. No, I took I took uh, off. I always take off on the. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I took I take my vacation the first day that uh, NBA free agency starts. I'm I'm kidding, but I don't actually ever go on vacation, so I should start doing that. It's the truth. Look, I'm about to go on <laughs> my third vacation of the year in uh, two and a half weeks. Wow. Yeah, and uh, you know I, I feel bad because in this whole year. Adam has not missed a show. I will be missing my third show. I think I'm. I think I did. I miss one because no. I was sick or something one no. time. No, you I came. Know. No, you still came. Um, you just sickened up my whole my whole house when you showed up here. And you're welcome. Yeah, I appreciate it. But but it the boosts re- my immune system. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad I could help you. Uh, but no, this Russell Westbrook thing. I'm almost at first. I was like, kind of rolled my eyes about it. Like. Just stick around and rebuild around. Let him rebuild around you. Now, but then I rethought it. Look, the guys, the guy's thirty now. He's he's in his early thirties, thirty one actually. I think he doesn't have. You know, if he's if he's twenty four, sure he might stick around. He did when KD left. He did sign that extension. He was yep. like, I'm committing to this team before Paul George came. So. Um, he he already did that. He committed to the franchise. He committed to that city. One time already, long term. They, it, it's mutual though. That's the thing. I, I, it, that's I don't what feel, I like about yeah. this whole thing is they they came together and they said, "Look, brother. To be honest, it's better for Oklahoma City to get rid of Russ I and agree. get something big, get something for him. If they can get something for him, and it's better for Russ to get out of there." As a star, one of the top five, top ten players in the NBA, definitely to get out of Oklahoma City and give himself a chance at something more. Definitely, and and, and I'm 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 just so excited because I know something's going to happen. There's going to be big big news oh, again. We got more. Just it's like not yeah. done. It's not I know. done. We, we thought, got more. We thought the Kawhi Leonard thing and then we were blown all blown away by Paul George joining him the in Paul the middle George of the night out of crazy. nowhere. That came out of nowhere. The Paul George one was was the crazy the craziest move so far that nobody was expecting was Paul George. We I, all, I mean the Nets was kind of a deal like all right, we kind of knew talking the about Nets that were going to do that and you knew Kyrie was going somewhere. It didn't really matter where he was going cuz he's going to be number 2, although he's number 1 for a year in Brooklyn. It's his team for a year, but it, it he was always going to be number 2 wherever he went. It was just a you know, most of it was, you know, big moves, but nothing too crazy. Paul right. George nobody saw that coming no and if oklahoma city can get a good amount for russell westbrook and they should it's just going to be tough to find so that's the thing too it's going to be tough to find somebody who wants to take on his contract and also you can't look around very many places and think russell westbrook would fit nicely into this system or in with this team or with these teammates 
it's tough because of the way he plays and because he has been kind of a curmudgeon for the last few years. Look at it, dude. So he's, they get, talk about- he's getting grumpy all grumpier all the time. It's it's tough to find, to think of a place that he's going to be happy. A lot of people were talking about the Heat. Yes, I don't that's understand. The one, that's the really the only team I've un- heard a lot about. But I don't understand the Heat. Does that make sense to well, you? They they, ju- they did they just signed Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, right? right? And Jimmy Butler and him, I don't I don't see that mixing as well as he could mix with so many other players. Like okay, so the Miami Heat were uh, dead last in isolations last year. And they were second last in isolation efficiency last year. All right, well, you got Jimmy Butler, so that's a good step forward in that matter. You sign Russell Westbrook, then, yeah, that's fine. But is that going to hurt the fact that you just got Jimmy Butler? Like, that was the point of bringing Jimmy Butler in, right? Well, the the reason that I think there's a chance that could work is because I think Jimmy Butler's game is pretty similar to Paul George's game. And Paul George did a really Paul George, not the first year, but his last two years excelled. He really did excel playing with uh, Russell Westbrook. Not only did he excel, but he made Russell Westbrook's game better, especially on the defensive end. I That's what that was the biggest part, right? And he helped him, you know, average a triple double because he knocked down shots where most people, a lot of guys, Russell was playing with what weren't knocking down shots. Yeah, so so that's why I kind of think there's a chance that this could work out and they could be a team that run because Jimmy Butler's still young enough and he's, he, you know, he's, uh, he can run and, and, and they got white side down hit. there too. He, he they went to, the uh, they shipped him off. He oh, went I thought to, he, uh, I thought he resigned. <clears throat> no, no, he resigned too. That was, he went year, to the yeah. Blazers actually in the, uh, in the Paul George deal. I'm pretty um, sure. Dude, I'm so confused. Was it in the Paul George There's deal? There's so many things that have me confused. There was, there, there anyway. ended up being like four. So who's their big guy down there? Do they have anybody over six foot seven? Yes, they do. Uh, they have Zach Collins still, and they have, uh, I'm pretty sure, and then they did bring somebody in, part of that deal too, uh, another big guy uh, slipping my mind right now because there were a thousand transactions. There were. I'm just happy that a you thousand. knew where where that uh, that white side was gone and you knew they still had somebody. <laughs> Good, good, big ups to you. So Adam's got our Adam's got the Nosebleed Sports Podcast NBA free agency on lock. I wish I could remember where everybody went, what everybody signed for. I have friends that keep all of that stuff in their minds somehow, Man, and I listen, have no clue how. I, let me tell you something. So we do a sports podcast. Mm-hmm. I love sports. I love it. I love it so much. Yes, you do. It it's. Dude, it's tough. The older I get, it's tough to keep up with everything as much like I used to do. Like, I love I love my kids. I love living life. I love doing things. Going on vacations. I love going on vacations. <laughs> but uh, you know, sports is sports is still there. Uh so that doesn't mean we're ever gonna stop doing this because that'll never happen. But um I don't know. I just I if you got friends that have that in their mind all the time that we need them on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, they uh <laughs> they would be good. Um let's get them going. Okay. They uh th- yes, those guys are, are they up for it? Are similar to me. They're they're like they're like 9 years younger than me, but they're in the same situation as me where they're not married and they don't have kids. There you so, go. So we need to get so him. I we don't get, bring a, him over to the Rum Dum Studios. Ah, my wife's not going to let him in my basement, but that's okay. <laughs> 
I'll blindfold them, get them into the studio, and then they can sit in here and we can we can talk NBA basketball all night. And we'll have, you know, no Twitter followers or Facebook followers because all of our Cincinnati people can't stand the NBA. <laughs> uh, you know what? Joe Leonard follows the NBA very well, I feel he like. He does. And he and, and, and Joe, God love you, you know, probably the biggest, if not one of the biggest followers of the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, at least the live version on Facebook. Absolutely. Um, okay, so we, we, we talked plenty of off-season basketball. Actually, one more thing. One more off-season. Let's do it. I want to get your opinion on D'Angelo Russell uh, on the Golden State Warriors. So Is that going to work? I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't know if D'Angelo Russell is on this Golden State Warriors team when the season starts. Yeah, that's what that's what we're kind of hearing is, is – Oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah, never. I thought that was a hot take. It is a hot take, but it, it's, it's obviously not if that's well, what we're hearing. All right. Well, in that case, I think D'Angelo Russell is going to have a phenomenal year with the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did start talking about that. Like, you know, I don't know if it'll be before the season or sometime during the season before the trade deadline. I just, that, I just don't see him. They, they've got a point guard. They've got the best point guard in all of all of basketball. What do you need D'Angelo Russell for? Where's what's he gonna What's he gonna do? Where's he gonna play? Don't get me wrong. D'Angelo Russell had a breakout year last year in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. A did. breakout year. Yes, he did. That was his best year coming off of his Iggy Azalea, uh, Nick Young, you know, breakup tour right. that he that he pulled off in L.A. <laughs> uh, but but this dude is. You know, I, I I don't know how he fits. You know, he's another ball player. Sure, he's a good ball player, but. It's just another guard. He he's probably going to be really good for them while Clay's out exactly. in the beginning of the year. So maybe they keep him till Clay's gone. Uh, let him run. Let him run the one. Let 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 Steph do the two or do a little mixture of of the two. Uh, because I mean he's shooting all right, but let's be honest. I'd rather see Steph play the two and just run off screens all day and let somebody try to find him. That's the thing. I, but he for, plays so well with the ball. I don't I don't want to take the ball out of his hand. But I think that's why it can work. Because of the way Steph Curry plays and because of the offense that they run, it's Steph Curry doesn't have to, you know, necessarily initiate the offense every time. He doesn't necessarily have to make sure everybody's involved. Uh he doesn't have to throw it into the post and he doesn't have to it, they just flow. I mean, they move the ball and bodies move. It's going to be a whole new Golden State Warriors team though. It is, um, yeah, it is. Iggy's gone, right? Andre Iguodala is gone, yes. And and, and, They're about to release Sean Livingston. You basically got three guys, you basically got, and it's the original three. I mean, you have the original three still from the first title. You have Clay, you have Steph, and you have Draymond. Right. Right. You basically have those three and a bunch of. Well, and and Iguodala, yeah, right. Rumdums, Iggy's gone. Right. Um, you basically got those three and a bunch of rum dumps. <laughs> they, yeah. Or a ding dong or two. I, I, I still think, I mean, they, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, tell me what they got. Tell <laughs> no. me, they're going to have, they, they are going to have the most difficulty uh, um, um, finishing out their roster. Everybody's talking about the difficulty that LA is going to have finishing out their roster. I think Golden State's got more difficulty finishing out their roster than anybody because they've made their decisions. They've got they've got Clay, they got Steph. Clay's not playing. Steph. 
they got um, Draymond, and they they bring in D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. And you've got a bunch of dudes under six six. <laughs> yeah, I mean they really they haven't played. Kevon Looney did resign, um, and you still have Bogut, but who? Kevon Looney started a bunch. I give, you, of, a bunch I give of you a who for both of them. <laughs> Come on, I give Looney you a who for both. Of them. Started a lot. I mean, of I games. know who they are, but I'm saying who? <clears throat> Is that for real? Who you're giving me? As their, I'm just as their fourth re- and fifth player, he resigned as a guy who played a lot of minutes. Last he's year. a great bench player. He'd be a great bench player. Well, he he starts he starts a lot of games too. But um, I I know what you're saying though. He he's not a guy you're gonna throw the ball to in the post. He's not a guy you're gonna run the offense through at all. He anything he gets is going to be within the flow of of either getting a rebound and a stick back, or you know you're gonna get open looks because of the way they cut they they cut and screen and, and that kind of thing. So he's going to get slips and stuff like that and he'll get buckets that way. But I think D'Angelo Russell has the game. He he seems like a, a a ball dominant guard, but he has the game. One of the best parts about him when I, I liked him coming out of Ohio State was his passing ability. I think if he buys into what they do there to to moving the ball and not, you know, thinking I've got to score every time I touch it. Like he like he did in Brooklyn, yeah. If you or in L.A., um, if he understands the way they the way that offense operates, and he does it, he gets involved. in So it what are you gonna start doing? To do. You're gonna start playing him, Clay, and Steph all together, no, no, and no. then making Draymond your four. Like what? No, I, think about how small Clay is the, the end of is. next year. I'm not expecting them to play together. So then really you don't mean. expect. So you're what saying what I'm saying? Where where you think he's gone? He, he's not a long term solution or a long term piece in Golden State. Probably not. Probably not, and I think that's going to be a good move. I mean, if they wanted to keep him around, I'd actually be fine with that. But I think they will. It in makes, what way, though? Where where does he fit on that team? He he fits like everybody else does. He fits like Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston and all the anybody. Sean who's Livingston. Played. Sean Livingston is a backup point guard who knows he's a backup point guard and played the backup point guard position. I Iguodala is a four who played a stretch or who played a played in the three position. And played in the four position and played great defense. Came off the bench. D'Angelo Russell is a starting point guard for you. But my my point is the way those guys, when they were in the game, they were very involved in that offense. I mean, they were. They got – Sean Livingston got his shots. He got those those uh, elbow and uh, those elbow jumpers and those those short those mid range jumpers that he's so good at. I mean, within the flow of the offense, what, what you know, within what they do, and Livingston or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Igudala got got the same thing. He he got looks from three and he got dunks because of the way they run the offense. And that's my point. If D'Angelo Russell buys into that, he is capable. Of of thriving, of flourishing in this offense, even with Stephen Clay. I mean, they did it with Kevin Durant. Sean Livingston. Sean Livingston uh, averaged four points a game. Right, but D'Angelo but, Russell is not Sean Livingston. No, that's right. We, he but didn't he get has his a shots. chance. To I don't. Be I, even, I agree with you. That to be even Sean better, Livingston though. got his shots, <laughs> but that's not enough shots for D'Angelo Russell. It's not. But D'Angelo Russell is going to play a lot more than Sean Livingston did. Uh, in in it when Clay comes back in what capacity? 
you can play three gu- Clay's a forward anyway. You can you can play three guards if you want to call him a guard. He's a guard in, too. In, fine. In what way is Clay? So you're gonna play Clay? Clay, play, Clay has played the four for them plenty of times. He's it's a different NBA than it used to be. I agree with that. But D'Angelo still. Russell has the game that he can play with those guys. The way they play, that's my point. The way they play, he should be able to fit in just fine. Because he's good, and he can he can get you twenty and ten assists if you want him to, but they're going to win if he plays the way that those other guys play. That Steph and Clay figured out how to play together. We play. We talk way too long about D'Angelo Russell. I don't. I don't. I don't. Good conversation. It was a good conversation, (laughs) but I I don't. I don't. I just don't understand. I don't. No, I understand why they have D'Angelo Russell. I understand the move. I understand they needed something in return. And they have him as a great spot until Clay gets back. I can't see him on this team with Clay. I just don't see it. I don't see how it works. I don't see him, Steph, Clay, Draymond together. I can see it working. I I'm with you that I don't think they're gonna keep him around that long. And it's gonna be a great thing. Like he can have a great season. And then they can trade him for some assets or whatever they whatever they choose to do with it, which is probably the direction they're going to go because they're not going to be the same Warriors team probably as far as winning um, that they have been this this upcoming season. But they they're going to get they're probably going to get a little bit better position in the draft order next year. No, I mean they can still be a playoff team in that and everything, um, but. They'll probably get a little bit better position in the draft order next year, and they can get some assets, some more assets from D'Angelo Russell if they find a, a suitor at the trade deadline for him. And there'll or be plenty. Then. There'll be plenty of people looking for a guy like D'Angelo Russell. I just don't think he fits. And there's a reason why they will be because he doesn't fit with Golden State the way he fits everywhere else. And I think that will be a trade with a really good team. And I think D'Angelo Russell is going to be in the playoffs. And I think the Golden State Warriors will be in the playoffs. I just don't think they'll be there together. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let me ask you a question. Please do. Before you get to what you got on there, because I'm really excited about that. Okay. Actually, you know what? Let's do that first. (laughs) Okay. So a couple weeks ago, I told you I was going through a bunch of old stuff. I found... Big stack of old scorecards from Reds games when we were yep. going a million games a year. Get my thinking cap ready. Get your thinking cap ready. And at the Reds game, I don't know if they do this at all other stadiums, any other stadiums, but they're for as long as I've been alive, probably they've done a scoreboard stumper. Yes. Right? Between yes. the fifth and seventh inning, I believe. Yep. So they, they post a question in the fifth inning. You have a couple innings to think about it, and then they post the, the answer. So – Whenever I kept a scorecard, I would write that question and answer down. So going through, I found another stack. I love it. Of old scorecards. And I found a few, a few of the questions that uh, the answers I'm pretty sure are still the same. All right, Um, good. Because a lot of them. That's the hardest part. Right. A lot of them were Because most of these, most of these that you found were from when we went to games back in the early 2000s. Correct. Correct. Like the aughts. We call those the aughts. Are they the Ots? I've never called them the Ots, but you can call no? them the Ots if you'd like. Oh, I thought that was a thing. It might be a thing. The Ots. It's not a thing for me. They're not the teens. No. But they're the Ots. I, I get what you're saying. It oh, makes sense. Something. Okay. All right, sense. good. All right, so the Ots. Let's go with the Ots. <laughs> what, do, what do we got from scoreboard stumpers, Reds games, Ots? I'm ready for this. Let's do it. 
In Ot 3, four players hit 45 or more home runs. This is Major League Baseball wide. In Ot 3, four players hit 45 or more home runs. 2003. Jeez, oh, Pete. We're talking 16 years here. Uh, 2003, Barry Bonds. That's correct. Um, Alex Rodriguez. That's correct. And you have two more. One, if you get it, I am going to do a backflip off this table right here on Facebook. Who were they playing? They were playing the Pittsburgh Pirates that game. And I believe Barry Bonds was the Pittsburgh Pirate connection. Okay, 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 okay. That makes sense. I'm, well, it doesn't make sense, but it makes <laughs> sense. Oh, boy. Barry Bonds. So, four of them. Barry Bonds, A-Rod. Uh, let's go. Manny never hit 45. Um, all of Major League Baseball. All of Major League Baseball. I'll give you You want a hint? Yeah, give me something. Just give me a team. This guy played for the team – uh, where the All-Star game was just played last night. Cleveland. Yes. So he was in Cleveland in 2003. Jim Tomey. Correct. Okay. Wow. Three for three. All right. This last guy is the one that I said, if you guess this. Just give me a team. At that time, I believe it was the either the Milwaukee Brewers or the Seattle Mariners. I think the Seattle Mariners. Wow, that didn't help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is going to be. Uh, Milwaukee or Seattle? I think he played both places, and I think he did this in Seattle. 45 bombs. 45 bombs, 2003. He had about uh, three years or so where he was this big-time home run hitter, and then he kind of faded. Eh, so he did about three or four years of steroids, and then eh, mm-hmm. it faded off. I am. I'm. 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 Uh, He's a tall guy. He played first base. That doesn't really narrow it down very well either. Wow. This is. This is. Oh, no. Seattle's what's killing me. Because mm-hmm. Fielder would have been there. Prince Fielder would have been in Milwaukee at that point, right? right. Yeah. yeah. That would have made. That would have been a good guess for this. It's not him though. Uh. Okay. Give it to me. Richie. I'm done. Richie Sexton. Richie Sexton. Four players. Four players from the 1970 National League Championship Series. Richie Sexton? Sexton. Sexton. S-E-X-S-O-N. I don't even know who that dude is. (laughs) You don't remember? If I showed you a picture of Richie Sexton, you would be like, oh, yeah. On to the next. Four players from the 1970. And uh, the person posing is Mary Witt on this. uh, if 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 he or she is still on. Uh, on Facebook Live. Okay, I was going to say it's going to be all over this one, but from the 1970 NLCS, Reds Pirates won won a batting title in their career. Four players who played in that series in 1970. So Reds or Pirates have won a batting batting title. All right, well, I'm going to give you – you got got Joe Morgan. Incorrect. No, all right, well, Pete Rose. Correct. uh, Won a batting title. Oh, um, Griffey. Griffey won a batting title, didn't he? Griffey Sr.? He was not not one of the answers. Willie Stargell never did. He wasn't. Which is 
Wait, was he not with them in 70 maybe maybe he didn't get there in 70 uh, I, I, I don't know because i'm pretty it's sure 13 right. years before i was born I, I got a pretty good idea about what happened back then but it's not that great all right so anyway, good yep, this is a tough one yeah pete yeah pete yeah two of these guys you're gonna definitely get one it's gonna pop into your head and you're gonna be like oh my god and you're gonna say it and then the the last two are not easy I've only got Pete right now, dude. It's the only thing I got in my mind. Yep. And the other one is, uh, it's it's Pittsburgh, right? Correct. Old Pittsburgh. Correct. In uh, fact, the other three are Pittsburgh. Oh well, then I definitely won't get it. Who is it? Willie, uh, Willie, 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 Willie Wilson. Stargell. No. no, not Willie Stargell. Willie Wilson. No. Who is it? The one we we actually talked about him right before we came on the air. Don't know. Roberto Clemente. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's a ter- that's terrible. Right. That makes me Chris, feel bad. Chris is on suicide watch right yeah, now. <laughs> Twenty one. That's one of my favorite players of all time. It is. So wow. you got Pete, Duh. Roberto Clemente. The other two that are going to be really tough are Maddie Alou and Al Oliver. Yeah, there's no chance I would yeah. ever got that. That was those were tough. That was it. All right, next four pitchers through perfect game games in the 1990s. Four pitchers through perfect games in the 1990s. 1990s. All right, so they you were got- playing the Padres that day. Mr. Perfect, uh, you got uh, Tom Browning. No. Oh, was that the eighties? Was that eighty-eight? Okay, 88. okay, okay. Um, Randy Johnson. No. Nineties uh, perfect games, dude. This two that's a tough two one. of them played for the same team and share a first name. <laughs> That's the dumbest. That's the dumbest <laughs> clue dumbest I've ever clue. had in my life. I don't. When I when I tell you who they are, oh. though, you're gonna be like, oh yeah. Well, sure, it makes sense, but <laughs> perfect games in the '90s. Perfect games in the '90s. Gosh, bless America. This is so difficult. You tell me when you want board stumpers. You tell me when you want clues. Okay, clue. Okay, so the two guys I'm talking about played for the Yankees. Through perfect games in the '90s. Oh, uh, David Cohn. Correct. And uh, David Wells. Correct. Okay. So we got two. We got two of the four out of the way. The other, uh, one of the others played for, and I'm, I, he played for a few different teams. I know the one that I remember him most, and I think when he pitched the perfect game was in Montreal. Martinez? Which one? David? Dennis, Dennis, whatever, whatever, ding dong with the D, yeah, old Jerry Curl, old Jerry Curl Martinez. Dennis Martinez. Okay. The last one, I believe, did this with the. Which one? I knew it wasn't Pedro. Pedro never threw a perfect game. Uh, This, the the last guy. But he did play for Montreal. Yeah. Um, I believe did this with the Texas Rangers. And ended up pitching pretty uh, – he was pretty old when he retired. No, Nolan Ryan never threw a perfect game. No. Okay. Not Nolan Ryan. Just making sure because I knew he had a bunch of no-hitters, but he never threw a perfect game. Right. Uh, he had a no-hitter in the 90s too. I, you got to give me this one. Kenny Rogers. Ah, you stink. Kenny Rogers. You old country singer. Yep. Old right. country singer slash. Yeah. I think Let's, so, do we got pitcher. one more? Two more. We, we have – I've got two more. Maybe I'll do uh, – no, you're going to like these last two. All right, knock it out. Let's go. Five players have won gold gloves and stolen 30 or more bases in the same season while playing for the Reds. Gold glove and 30 or more How stolen many? bases. Five. So I'm going to go with Pete Rose. Nope. What? Nope. 
I guess Gold Glove. He he made it to an All Star game at like seven different positions, but maybe not one of Gold Glove. Okay, uh, Joe Morgan, correct. Barry Larkin, correct. Um, thirty bags and a Gold Glove. Thirty bags and a Gold Glove. That could be a lot of people. Two of those guys are teammates of the first two guys that you just mentioned. Are we going with Eric Davis? Correct. Okay, Eric Davis and teammate of Joe Morgan's. Teammate of Joe, right, right, right. right. Uh, oh, hmm. Okay, so more known for his gold gloves probably than his stolen bases. There's no possible way that Johnny Bench stole thirty bases. No. And no. let's see, first base. That team Tony, was so good defensively. Oh my first God. base is Tony <laughs> Perez, and he didn't steal thirty bases. He pre- well, he might have stole thirty bases, but he didn't win a gold glove. Uh, Pete Rose is also for yeah, second base. Pete Rose, you got um, uh, Concepci- Concepcion. Let's go, Concepcion. Let's go, Davy Concepcion. That's correct. All right, cool, good. Morgan Concepcion, Davis Larkin. The last one is going to be the by far the most difficult. Give me a year. Oh boy, uh, I'm going to say is it is it like pre 1960? No, 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 no. This is like uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Like 99, 2000. Infield or outfield? Infield. Yeah, these were all. No, never mind. These weren't all infielders. Yeah, this guy's an infielder. Late 90s, early 2000s, infield. Uh, So that's Barry Larkin era. So he's got to be playing third or second. Let me give you a hint and say Brandon Phillips before Brandon Phillips, like the first Brandon Phillips as far as, you know, uh, personality, big, you know, smile, personality guy, and just a wizard with a glove and some speed. All right, who is it? Had a strange just first give name. It, give it to me. Pokey Reese. Oh, Pokey Reese. <laughs> Pokey Reese. Stink pot. All right. Very last, last one. one. This is last my one. favorite Let's one go. because this is my favorite baseball team of all time. Okay. Three Reds from the 1990 team hit 300. No crap. That's unbelievable. Three team, three guys. All right. So I'm going to go Chris Sabo. Nope. Oh, Paul O'Neill. No. Barry Larkin. <laughs> yes. He hit 301. Billy Hatcher. No. Who the hell hit 300 on that team? <laughs> how did. many at-bats did the, you have the, to have? Because Hal did. Morris probably hit 300, but did he have enough at-bats to to uh, uh, be considered in this? He, he did have enough at-bats, and he hit 340 I was just But he didn't play. Like, him and Benzinger split a lot of time out there. Benzinger, I feel like Morris played more than Benzinger. I think he played more, but was it enough? Okay, so Morris. So Morris. The other guy, yeah. What was it? Three of them? Three. So you got Larkin and Morris. And this other guy is probably the toughest one. He, he He's a little forgettable, but he really, I mean, he was a big part of that team. A I mean, little forgettable, big part of the team. I mean, I was going to say Billy Hatcher, but you Billy did Hatcher say Billy was Hatcher. a big part of the team. And he didn't do it. Uh, it is not Luis Quinones. It's, and it's not Herm Winningham. It's not Herm Winningham. It's not Joe Oliver. It's not Billy Bates. It's not Billy Bates. <laughs> Uh, keep going. What else we got? It's not, not Glenn Braggs. It's not Ron Oster. It's not Glenn Braggs. It's uh, who else have we got on that team? Come on, man. We can do it's this. Not all Tim day. Burtis. It's keep not going. Tim Liana. Whoa, Liana. <laughs> that's really getting it's deep. It's not uh, Scott 19, Scudder. Nineteen ninety. Oh, Scott Scudder didn't play on the ninety Reds. Yeah. 
What Scott Scudder was on that team? Scott Scudder was on the ninety Reds. Scott Scudder's got a ring. Yeah, that pretty dude, sure that dude pretty Scott positive. Scudder. Scott Scudder. Scott Scudder did not deserve. I just want to keep saying Series Scott Scudder. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to keep saying Scott Scudder. Shout out Scott Scudder. Scott, listen, dude, you've been hitting us up on the Nosebleed Sports <laughs> Podcast for years. We appreciate you listening. But let's be honest, you ain't got no nineteen ninety World Series ring, and if you do, turn it back in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Turn it back I'm in. I'm kidding. If you got it, keep that thing on, rock that thing every day. No, uh, three guys on the nineteen ninety World Series winning champion uh Cincinnati Reds hit three hundred. One of them was Barry Larkin. One of them was uh who'd you say? Halbert Morris. Hal Morris. And the last one is going to be, oh, we didn't say Mariano Duncan. Ah! Bingo. Bingo. Hit 306. Mariano Duncan. Oh, Mariano Duncan. Don't do drugs and don't be a user. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the best part of that, the best part of that rap. Oh, that was good. Hey, I appreciate that. That was a lot of foot. That was a lot of foot. Should Jeremy Lin give his ring back? Probably. Um, Oh, he should have got more playing time. You big Jeremy Lin fan? I think Jeremy Lin can play. He ah, can hoop. Yeah. That guy was like sleeping on somebody's floor when he finally signed his deal in New York. Yeah. Lin sanity. Yeah. All right, so here's my question for you. Let's get back to this because cause we only got a few minutes left. Geez, we're an hour and a half in. Yeah. I, I got would, one more really fast thing at the end, but you No, go. no, no. Let, no, no, well, no. I was just – I just – I wanted to get back into this – into this – uh uh, home run derby deal. Okay, but if you, what what do you got? What do you got? I was just going to update everybody on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast oh, poll. Yeah. yeah, we need to do Facebook. that. The poster poll. Yes, all time greatest sports poster. Um, I'm I've just been making executive decisions. I apologize without without you. You you but, do not have to apologize. You're an executive. Make the decision. So what, what how many ties have we had? We've had zero ties. Oh, then what's your executive decision? Well, it was so. I mean, I just decided who to pair with who, with whom. Oh um, uh, yeah, because coming, com- yeah. you know, for the first. It's been a rough year. It's been a rough. It's been a rough month for me. I've had a lot of things going on. Oh, that's okay. No, I. I, I know. So you got to make your own decisions. No, I, and, and yeah, that's not what I mean. I just, I'm just, I've just been doing it. But anyway, the 32. Uh, so the 32, we narrowed down to 16. Thank you, everybody who voted we on those polls. That. Um, and we were just going. I messed up a couple times and forgot to change the the timing on the on the thing. But for the most part, we were going one day, one day just to speed this thing along. And then we were going to go when we got our final sixteen guys. We were going to go a week at a time, like we have with all the other polls. Right. I think I'm going to do one day again, at least until we get down to maybe like Whoa. the final four or something like that. Wow. Okay. Because this can drag on forever. I like I like when things drag on. <laughs> people are going to get bored looking at the same posters okay and 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 i'm a little i'm a little on the frustrated side with facebook the way they they uh have their polls set up and how difficult it's been the polls might start going to instagram if we, if i can figure out how to make instagram work yep or twitter i don't don't go to instagram the nosebleeds has an instagram but don't go there because oh. all they're doing right now is following uh women's soccer players because I wanted to see all of the celebration that they were doing, and they were all doing all kinds of. Fun we could stuff. talk for another hour about that, by the way. So we won't talk about it right oh, now. We need to get into that. This is the best time to do it. Because we're going to disagree about this. We're going to disagree about that. I can almost guarantee it. But 
we're not going to do that right now because we're an hour and a half. You just in. got me all excited. I know, and it's, I will, and it's, and it's and Adam's after, like Adam's it's like it's <laughs> like it's like one o'clock in the morning, dude. We it's gotta, ten gotta after go to twelve. <laughs> I gotta work. I gotta work a long day tomorrow. Oh my gosh, right. I so want to get into that. All right, no. So right noted, now we're down noted. to the to, to the final sixteen. FIFA. Yesterday I went ahead and posted the first one. It was. Bo Jackson, who is my number one seed. I don't know if we would agree on that or not, but I, I, like I put that. him number one. The Bo Jackson where he's got the shoulder pads and with the bat hanging over him. He's yep. got his abs going. He's got his biceps going. Yep. He makes uh he makes he's Derek one, D, he, he makes Derek Dietrich look like Adam Schmidt. Right. Now he's one or two next to the 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 wingspan wings. of right wings. right right is wings. that what they call it? Wings. wings. Michael yep. Jordan. Okay. Exactly. He's and, one or two with that. And I've got wings at number two. Okay. So. Uh, but Bo, I posted yesterday against Safe Deposit. Is what this one's called. Carl Banks, who was oh, a, li- yeah. a linebacker, yeah. a linebacker with the. I feel like that's a pretty easy win for uh, for for our for, man for Bo. Bo. Yeah. For Bo, I, the the Carl Banks poster is pretty cool. He was a he was a. Uh, uh, is this, this is a remember remember podcast followers? Mm-hmm. This is not the best player. It's not your favorite athlete. It's not the best athlete. It's the best poster. It's it just so poster. happens that. Sometimes the best athletes have the best posters. That's correct, and it makes sense. So anyway, that one was posted yesterday. Before I go to bed tonight, uh, you will see Wings versus David Justice the, the um, uh, and Justice for All. Is what yeah, this that's called. a good one too. It is a really cool one. Uh, so Wings will be that. So then every day – There's I'm nothing gonna... better than those two posters. Right. If yeah, it doesn't yeah. come down to those two, if it's not Michael versus Bell, I don't – I I I I don't know if I I don't know though, if I'm with all of my uh, podcasts. I don't know if I'm with all the podcasters. You might, I mean, you might change your mind by the end. Okay, uh, there are a few others that I think you're going to get excited about. Right. I mean, every day. Them, so I got to get on Facebook every day. You have to get on Facebook every day, my man. Dude. And you got to vote. Look, I, I struggle getting on FaceTube once a month. I'm posting it on the Nosebleed Sports podcast, which is all the Facebook I got. Right, but I'm not vote. I'm not submitting my vote on my that because I want my you. To, I want you to vote on it. All right. Now, so so we're gonna every day. I'm gonna post these until we get to maybe either eight or four left, um, and then we'll do we'll do it a week at a time. Okay. All right. So please remember to get on the Nosebleeds Facebook page and vote. Every day, it's usually later at night when I post these, but they're on for the entire next day. So jump on there, search nosebleeds. It's all you got to put nosebleeds, two words. You'll find us, see our la- our latest post, and uh, click click or tap or whatever on which poster you think is the cooler poster. Gotcha. That is my update for the nosebleeds sports podcast. I think that's a great update. And and we already talked about the home run derby. I think you're wrong. I think Bobby's wrong. I think the head to head is the greatest part about is 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 the second best part about the um about the 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 home run derby and 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 I love the timing. The time is what really changed the home run derby. The home run derby is already the best thing of any all-star event in all of sports, I think. Um and they only made it better. And I also believe that the Major League Baseball All-Star Game is the best All-Star Game because of the fact that it's just another game. Yeah, it's the most like another game. It is. There's no other All-Star Game in in, in NHL, in MLB, in, in I'm sorry, in the NBA, in NFL. It's just another game. Yeah. 
For the most part, it is. People, all, I love the fact that people say a four to three game is boring in the All Star game because it was great to me. I had a blast watching the best pitchers come up against the best hitters, and they both doing they're both doing what they do best. It's not it's not the it's not the NBA where you just run up and throw alley oops. It's not the NFL where you're not even allowed to tackle anymore. You'd like touch people. It's not hockey where they don't play defense like they play defense in 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 in, in the NHL for real. It's I just I, I enjoy the fact that you get to watch the best of the best playing the game and they play hard. Mm-hmm. And they well, maybe not the hardest, but they play they play pretty hard and they want to win. They yeah. want to win the game and it's it's just fun. And the the youth in baseball today is makes it even better. It's that baseball is in great hands, I'm telling you. It's gonna be a great game. Mike for a Trout, long time. Kristen, uh, Christian Yelich, um, good night. You go uh, Acuna Jr. The guys Vlad that are twenty Guerrero. years old. Yeah, the, the 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 finals of the home run derby was two rookies. Yep, Pete Alonso. I mean, good night. How awesome is that? So, no matter what happened last night in the finals, the winner was going to be the youngest champion ever in a home run derby. Right. No matter what happened. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I love every second of it. It was cool. Yep. And uh I, I'm you know, yeah, we, we differ on the on the opinion about um and, and you can tell me I'm wrong. You can't tell me Bobby Nightingale Jr. is wrong though. Uh but no, in, in all seriousness, there's no it's just it's just your your Good opinion for you. About you it. finally got somebody come on the show and agree with you. <laughs> it it took a long finally. time for it to happen, but they finally agreed with you. You're right. Um <laughs> now we can bring somebody on when we talk women's soccer and uh and everybody's gonna disagree with me again. So that's Ooh. gonna that's gonna be all fun. right. So hold on a second. <laughs> if you are a nosebleed sports podcast fan and you no soccer. Don't don't call me up if you just watched the World Cup. Don't call me up if you just think you know a little bit about something. Hit us up if you know soccer. And if you're a podcast fan, I, I know who you are, and I know the ones that know, and I know the ones that don't. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to get on your FaceTube. I'm going to go back and see your posts. I'm going to check your tweet box. Let me translate. see what you've been FaceTube tweeting FaceTube means Facebook. Yeah, I'm going to see what you've been tweeting about. <laughs> I'm going to see what the Twitter's, uh, the Twitter sphere's got for you, and, and I'm going to know if you're really a soccer person. And if you are, I'm going to have you on, and I want to know and we're just going to sit back and listen to Adam, see what he has to say, and disagree with him. I am already thinking of three people that I know listen to this podcast that are big soccer people. Let's let's uh, let's let's uh, draw straws. Let's figure it out. Draw straws. Okay. Um, I got, hey, we got we got one guy who's a uh, college soccer coach or a high school soccer coach, college so- a former college soccer player, big soccer guy. That oh. listens to the podcast. Okay. Yeah. I know another guy that's a soccer coach, a high school soccer coach right they, now. Dude, that, I'm telling you right now. listens to the podcast. All right, let's make it happen. Let's get one of you two. Hit us up. I'm really excited to hear how annoyed I'm going to get with Adam. <laughs> you are. You're going to get his, so annoyed with me. <laughs> uh, I already hear you being upset about Morgan sipping her teacup or whatever she did. <laughs> I watched that and I was like, that was funny as all get out. I don't want to get into it. Don't let's don't do it. Oh, no, we don't do have it. time for it. Don't do it. All we right. We don't have time for we it. We don't right have now. time for it. Um and and if you go to the BMV, just remember, smile, 
All right, just walk in and smile. It makes everybody else's experience at the BMV better. Tell me this. You said you're going to do a background check on people if they claim to know soccer. Joe Leonard says he knows soccer. Does he know soccer? I got to do a background check. I don't know. Okay. I'll do a background check and find out. I know he's got somebody that that follows him that knows soccer. Be- Just checking on you, Joe. Just checking up. I'll on check. You. A, I'll check up on it. We'll make. We'll make it happen. We <laughs> could get Joe on for a second time. That could be what happens, yep. and that would be great. And it may be the final, but uh, all I know is we're going to disagree with you, and it's going to happen next week. We so can, we can find out if he's still throwing baseballs at people's heads. That's exactly right. hitting people in the head with a baseball, not almost hitting a moon in the head with a baseball hitting them yeah. in the head with a baseball. Premeditated, too. Reds. Uh, Joe Leonard, look it up. It's on YouTube. <laughs> it's on the Nosebleeds Facebook page. Joe Leonard throwing a first pitch and hitting a girl in the head. On purpose. At the Reds game. Oh, man. Is it Mark? Was it Mark Mallory? Is yeah. that that dude's name? All yeah. right, good. Um, anyway, I don't know politics. Uh, so... Yeah, let's do it. If you're a Nosebleed Sports Podcast listener and you're a, and you're a soccer guy or gal, let us know, man. We want you on the show. You're coming on the show next week. Let us know early. Get on early. Listen. We'll make the decision by Sunday. So by we're Sunday or Monday? We'll, that we'll make the decision who's we'll coming on. Make the on. decision by Monday. All right, Monday. Make the decision by Monday who's coming on. And if we don't pick you, sorry. So we're locked into having to talk about women's soccer next week. Yes. It's not locked women's in. soccer. We're starting matter. it off, dude. We're starting it it's off just... women's soccer. I love women's soccer, dude. Okay. Dude. Like, I just told you that I followed, like I got on Instagram. I signed up for Instagram just to follow some people that were on the soccer team so I could watch them celebrate. In the moment, in two months, it's going to be the, you're going to be like, yeah, I'm but next following week, these but, people. But next week, I'm off still all And then in it. four years, you can follow them again when the next it, you're, World you're Cup comes You're exactly up. right. <laughs> you're exactly right. Oh, boy. All right. All right. If you want to catch us, we're on iHeartRadio. We're on iTunes. We are on Facebook Live every Wednesday, 1030. We're on uh, SoundCloud, Instagram. Oh, I keep wanting to say Instagram now that I signed up for that thing. Not quite uh, yet. Uh, where, wherever podcasts are available, you can catch us. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you checking in with us. For Adam Schmidt, I'm Chris Witt, and uh, don't forget to turn your headlights on.